Welcome to the Leadership Exposé podcast. This podcast is for purpose-driven leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business and boardroom topics, trends, innovation, transformation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus. We enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. There we go. In this episode, I'm delighted to have Adrian Lloyd, founder of Optimize Healthcare LLC and Optimize Flow LLC, and she helps healthcare leaders and practice owners build top-tier organizations with empowered teams and optimized processes so they can decrease burnout and scale to serve more patients. We'll hear how Adrian does this all with success and how health practitioners are benefit from this, benefiting from this approach. Adrian, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. You know, Adrian, just uh, before we started the podcast, we were exchanging where we're based and um, tell us a little bit more where you're based. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, based near Raleigh, North Carolina in Chapel Hill. I've been back in North Carolina, a little over eight years, I guess, um, but I have lived in Minnesota, Arizona, and Florida um, before kind of settling back to where I'm originally from. So in New Raleigh. So is is Raleigh now final home base for you? I don't know. I'm a at bit least of a for now. <laughs> at least for now, yeah, I'm a bit of a wandering spirit. So I like I like travel and um, new places. So kind of a hybrid approach, maybe down the road. But um, for now, I have kids, so I'm around here most of the time when I'm not speaking or traveling so awesome awesome I know you touched on part of that journey but uh, keen to hear a little bit more about your you know, your personal journey and that intersection with your professional journey and then we'll go into a little bit more details later on but go on your journey please sure um so I've been in healthcare a little over 20 years I worked um started my career at uh, UNC hospitals when I was finishing graduate school um, for healthcare administration and then worked in pediatrics, the children's hospital. And then I was started working at Mayo Clinic. So I was there um, in Minnesota freezing for four years, but I got a lot of great experience and to work with a lot of great people and worked with um, radiology, OB, a variety of specialties. And then I, I spent another six years out in um, Scottsdale in Phoenix, Arizona with the practice there, working with um, gastroenterology and radiology, um, but really serving in those roles um, as kind of the executive, chief executive officer for the those practices and really just looking a lot at standardization optimization of processes across sites we were trying to do a lot of work with integrating and improving the standard of care and experience for the patients and our physicians and our staff um, across all of our locations so i got to work across sometimes 26 or more um, practices for the mayo clinic gi group as an example and just really focusing on um, creating that change but that consistency so that was um, fantastic and then um, spent my last, um, then I moved to, back to North Carolina, I worked at Duke Health as the CEO of all the Duke ophthalmology practices. Um, and so worked really closely with my physician leadership. We made a lot of changes. And one of the things that's happened kind of throughout my career is I've ended up in a lot of turnaround situations where things, we've got a lot of great people, but just people really not talking to each other, not working, you know, as well together as, as they should. And so really trying to build that alignment engagement, something I've kind of found my um, passion for, but also a niche in, if you will. And um, so I, I do speaking and training around a variety of topics, but primarily that team engagement. And once the team's engaged, then you can really 
bring everyone um, to the table to make things better and where everybody needs so that you get towards that next level. And um, so really just excited to be doing that and excited to be here with you today. But yeah, no, wonderful. No, excited to be to have you here with uh, with with me. Um, you were mentioning about um, healthcare, and um, I'm familiar to some extent because uh, my wife is a healthcare practitioner as well. But I'm just keen to hear. I mean, in your view, you know, especially from the practice itself across the different disciplines, it's fast paced. Is that is that an accurate? Yes statement yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and um, there's so many different facets to healthcare in the u.s i mean i think anywhere in the world but the u.s particularly and so many issues and regulatory things we're considering as well as just getting staff on board and of course the biggest challenge right now is turnover so a lot of groups are seeing 20 25 turnover and um, it's been a really tough time to be in healthcare the last few years as we all know with the pandemic and so it's put a lot of stress on many individuals and some of whom have said, you know, I don't want to do healthcare at all anymore, or I don't want to do this job in healthcare. And so it's created a lot of transitions, which has made it, I think, even tougher for leaders to really get people on the same page. But it's definitely, definitely fast paced. The only constant is change. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's quite a few dimensions as well, right? There's obviously the people aspect, but also the, the frameworks and the processes within the environment in order to um, you know apply or follow or adhere and you mentioned about regulatory uh, frameworks as well or reg regulatory demands as well um adrian were you looking at diverse levels of healthcare as in like you know your nurse nurses nurse practitioners staff and as well as leadership or was it just one segment within um, Primarily when I'm doing um, coaching and training now, I or I'm usually speaking to kind of that leadership level, but what I'm encouraging them to do is if they're really trying to make changes, they've got to be able to first, you know, understand where they want to go um, and be able to craft that vision, that story um, with, to their team so that their team starts to be excited about it and really buy in. And then once that has happened, then you can really bring your team to the table to be engaged in the process improvement or the changes that you're trying to make. I think a lot of times as leaders, we feel like we have to have so many of the answers ourselves or we've got to be mm -hmm. the one figuring it out. And I really want to shift that to really the, the more that you can engage your team and understanding where you're going or why something needs to change, the easier it's going to be for them to get excited, be engaged, hopefully stick around longer because they um, feel like they're adding value and then if they're able to be part of actually coming up with those ideas, but also making the changes, they're going to feel even more included and you're just going to get further faster. Um, so yeah, kind of I'm I'm often training the leadership kind of levels, but hopefully training them in a way that is really helping them build those better teams and um, relieving stress and burnout and all all mm -hmm. all of that because they're able to just be able to have more open dialogue and work work better together. Yeah, and and you, you you touched on you know some of these challenges such as uh, disengaged teams or turnover. Um, I, in your in your expertise and the wisdom that you impart with, um, you know these you know leadership teams as well as people on the ground, 
what's what's your method or your framework that you you apply or how do how do you actually bring that alignment is, is probably the more yeah. pertinent question <laughs> yeah absolutely um so i do have a i have a three-month coaching program that i work with and sometimes there's different levels to that so i can go even deeper with clients that are really looking to create major transformation but um really helping them you know first part is again getting that clarity around you know how you function as a leader what your is your kind of true authentic self where are your strengths and kind of knowing yourself and then creating that vision again of where you want to go once you've done that really then it's about creating strong partnerships and if you're a physician and administrator colleague or if you've got two administrators or you know creating making sure that you're on the same page because as we all know in any business healthcare or otherwise as soon as you start making changes the employees are going to kind of play mom and dad off of you so you've got to be in sync of how you're going to work together and how you're going to resolve issues so kind of creating that partnership and then being able to really open um, i talk a lot of um carrie patterson's you know crucial conversations and crucial accountability um, i share some of those techniques too to be able to really have those conversations in a way that um, you're creating accountability you're setting those clear expectations but you're addressing performance issues behavior issues and really creating a culture of accountability and then you're engaging the team into that vision and having them really help you. So we use techniques like, you know, brainstorming and, um, you know, prioritization tools, as well as Lean and Six Sigma tools. Um, I love some of the 5S and spaghetti mm -hmm. mapping and waste walk ones, particularly to start with, because they're visual yeah. and people can see changes, because um, I think that always gets people excited. So once, once you've got a vision of where you're going, you understand what you need to do in order to establish a culture that's going to continue to you know really just get to that high performance level mm -hmm. then you know bringing that team in to say okay guys i don't know all the answers i don't know where we should really start i need your help like let's work through this together mm -hmm. um then i think that's really really then from there it's continuously just optimizing you know what you where you're focusing on yeah so a couple of observations um you mentioned you know different disciplines and partnerships um so is it safe to say that you look at this you know it's it's, it's far it's wide reaching in other words in, in in terms of how you're actually approaching it and whom you're actually interacting with it's not just one particular functional yeah. area it's actually wide okay good and um uh the, the the second aspect you mentioned was around culture so obviously every health uh, well is you know the hospital healthcare practices and so forth. they've got their culture their values and you know the behaviors that come with it and you know written values and so forth how, how do you kind of align those values and you know the individual's values and um, you know bring them all together yeah is that, is that important along, yes definitely. Along yeah. it's definitely important i think um and the more the more that you can do that and the more that you're clear as an organization on the culture that you want to have the more that the more the easier it's going to be to hire as well because hopefully if you've got a clear vision it's like if you're you know starting to date right like you want to have a clear vision of who you're trying to attract as an organization you want to have a clear vision of what type of people you want to attract and which types of ones you don't want to attract because you don't if you're really trying to get to that next level you don't want to have people who are maybe just interested in a job you want people who are really going to be 
connected to the work they're doing. They're going to provide great care to the patients. And hopefully they're going to be someone who maybe is even coming to the table, really wanting to grow. And a lot of times, you know, not everybody wants to grow and take on a leadership role. And I completely appreciate and respect that. But a lot of people really do want to feel like they're continuing to advance and be supported. And so I'm a big advocate for having really a growth culture. Mm -hmm. um, you've got clear expectations, but you're really investing in your team. Um, if you see someone who's really good at something, you know, say, you know, hey, Susan, would you like to perhaps work on this, take this on as a lead or, you know, lead for this project and um, even just to give them some different experiences. So I think it's very clear. You've got to be clear on who you are as an organization, where you're going, what types of behaviors are going to um, and attributes of those employees are going to get you there. And then really having a culture where you've got opportunities for open dialogue and not only around business business work, um, you know, business processes, but I think post pandemic, it's even more important to make sure that we're allowing space for, you know, the, the personal life issues that people are going through um, even more and really creating that, you know, someone's having a bad day or seems off before we jump to the, like, why did you make this mistake again? you know, having that, that moment of pause and saying, you know, hey, Stephen, is something going on? This doesn't seem like you, you know, um, and just really creating an environment where you can support each other. Um, because I think the stronger the team in that way, the more likely they're going to be able to be successful. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, as you were just describing all of this, you know, men, you know, the, 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 the phrase of mental health just comes yeah. into, into play when you're even talking about pandemic, post-pandemic, I mean, we're still kind of in the remnants of it while it's still going on, but, uh, um, you know, well-being is such an important aspect because I know within healthcare, we are kind of physic you know, physically there, but regardless, you know, you're, you know, you're experiencing or people are experiencing patients coming in, for example, <laughs> and, you know, the, the pressures and the stress yeah. Uh, I'm, and I'm and I'm saying all of this because I'm I'm hearing that from my yeah. wife, who's actually experiencing a lot of that. So um, mental well-being such a big thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I um, you know, I re I recently left um, kind of full-time corporate environment in early 2021 and moved into my own my own business. And um, so I'm doing the coaching consulting. And then, as you mentioned, I'm also doing Optimize Flow, which is a software um, venture I'm working on, but. Um, you know, I, I, making that transition to, you know, it's, it's not just these like larger corporate entities where we really need to, you know, mm -hmm. focus and make sure we've got these environments for mental health, but, um, you know, kind of as an entrepreneurial journey, that has been my, a whole different, um, you know, experience for me, kind of going from being part of like bigger organizations and leading bigger teams to meet, leading a much smaller team or even, you know, being on my own, um, through that. So I think that's really, um, it really has shown me a lot more about how important it really is to be, to give time and space um, for yourself yeah. um, as a leader. And then ultimately, so you can give that back to your team to really kind of reflect and, you know, be like, you know what, this is not going well. How do I, how do I recenter? Yeah. How do I kind of give myself what I need in that moment is so important. Adrian, you're, you're an established leader yourself, a leader in your own right. Um, are there any stories or experiences that you can share that, that you haven't actually already said uh, that comes to your mind that you have led, executed, that's led, you know, that, that's resulted in a highly positive outcome? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, fortunately, I've fortunately and unfortunately, as I, we were talking about before we started, I've ended up in a lot of turnaround situations. Mm -hmm. that I've learned so much. And um, so I think anytime, you know, I've come into a couple environments where we've had kind of negative financial results and operations, you know, where the teams really just weren't working well together. And um, what we we went through, which is part of the reason I built my coaching program the way I did was to really have what ultimately was a day zero conversation, which is today is day zero, whatever happened in the past is in the past. And here's where we are. And here's where we need to go. And I, you know, here, I need you all to be with us and pulling together through that. And so having um, those conversations in an open, authentic, um, I think sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable as a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, we feel like we've gotten this role. People will may, maybe say, well, maybe you didn't deserve that job. Someone else did. Or um, you're really just trying to prove how great you can be um, in that role. And you're carrying the weight of that. And I think when we are able to shift from feeling like we have to know the answers and be able to solve all the problems to being able to share, we don't know all of it where we want to work together and we need help um, that really starts to close that gap between the leader and the team um, that nobody really wants to have in the first place um, so as one of the the practices that i worked with we went through and really we um, doubled doubled our revenue we um, were able to increase um, our operating margins substantially um, reduce turnover, which is one of the best things I think we can do, because once you have more stability, then mm. you're able to really invest in your people and continue to make changes and prop to the processes. Um, but we also were able to improve our patient satisfaction results mm. substantially, particularly around their interaction with the physicians um, and that communication with the physician, which was I always found interesting because we actually didn't do anything directly with the physicians. Mm. But because we were making all of these changes around the providers, when they were able to be with the patient, they were able to just really sit there and connect with them and focus on them versus explaining why that why they were late or you know have another test that maybe didn't get done properly and now they've got to have it redone. You know, they're worried about the quality of the information they got for the patient or those those process delays or other issues. And they were able to really just focus and the patients like felt that. And um, I think that makes such a huge difference in not only being able to really move patients through more quickly and help more patients, but also that quality of care that that patient feels uh, they received is so much higher when they feel like they were able to really have that time to connect with their provider. So, um, so yeah, lots of great financial and operational results, but I think those, those things are always amazing. And just being able to mentor other leaders along the way through that process. And really, um, I felt by the time I left, um, you know, Duke, we had a really great team so I knew that when I, I left, they were going to be, they were going to be fine. They were going to be great, you know, and um, being able to do that and really kind of work yourself out of a job as a leader, yeah. Yeah. Um, a little terrifying yeah. here and there, but yeah. ultimately while we're all here, you know, we want to build those teams that sustain us after we're, sustain after we're gone. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and you use the word that I was just going to use right now, which was uh, sustain and, you know, sustainable because um, that, you know, affecting real change you know not just surface level change of while well, you're fixing this process but you know you bring that people aspect into the whole whole mix and you mentioned about the coaching side of things so that's uh that i you know in my view that's that's huge especially for a fast-paced environment like healthcare um, adrian is there um, one or two things that 
you can share that nobody knows about you in your journey as a leader from the beginning? <laughs> um, you know, I think I think we I had many more that, you know, the fake it till you make it moments than I would have mm. preferred on. I do the same as well. I have. Got, yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, And I think we yeah. still have um, imposter syndrome. I mean, I mm. I was somebody had asked me the other day how many stages, how many presentations or speaking things that I've done and I was like I think over 70 or so and they're like oh you must and I'm like but I still get nervous depending on what I'm doing or just you know kind of things randomly randomly hit you so um, I think never be afraid to ask for for help and input and um, if you see someone else being successful you never know the work that it took to get there and um, you know I, I my hope is through what I do I can save people time and some of the stress and burnout but I mean there were there were many moments through some of the turnarounds where you know you're you're not feeling very confident. I mean, I was, um, and I think the other thing that we were mentioning earlier around, um, you know, as a leader, you're carrying, particularly in healthcare, I think you're carrying a lot of weight for your your team and um, kind of ownership to really help support them both as a team, but then also as as individuals, because you really do, really really do care and when you're giving so much of yourself every day at work, it is hard to have anything left for, you know, your, yourself, your family or other things that you may have been um, passionate about before you took that role or entered in this career. And so I think um, I was definitely guilty of that, guilty of not investing in, um, you know, friendships or passions that I had. And um, I think that's something that's really important to make sure that you continue to do because ultimately, when you leave a job for another job, it may feel like you're indispensable. It may feel like those people that are on your team are going to stick with you forever and be, you know, kind of friends for life. But I think you can often find that that's not the, going to be the case. And so if you give everything you have um, and sacrifice at your own peril, then when you move into that next role, it can feel rather lonely. And um, so I think just really making sure that you're prioritizing some of those things that light you up and give you energy and that you'll continue to enjoy whatever role you're in, I think are so important. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And any topics or trends that are on your mind these days that impacts <sighs> healthcare or any other yeah. leaders or <laughs> go? I know, go I, I mean, the one I can't not, I have to say is, you know, retention turnover is just huge right now as, as we were talking about. Um, so that one, and I really, I think people are spending a lot of resources on recruitment um, and getting people in the door, but I think they've got to shift that and really make sure that they've got a culture that keeps people there. So really focusing on that, I think is really, really key. Um, and, you know, just continuing to look at, outside of change being the only constant in healthcare, the other constant is we know we're not going to get paid more for what we do. And so looking at the the cost that it takes for us to provide that care, you know, for each patient, are we doing it in the best way? I think there's so much we can learn from other um, other industries and technologies. I think we're we're often a little um, not a little delayed in healthcare and, and technology adoption, a lot delayed. Um, and so there's a lot of tools that I think can be really useful in engaging with patients in different ways that don't require them to physically show up and be in our space. And um, so I think continuing to find those, those things out there that both help us interact with patients better or just help us do our work better as teams, because I, th I think there's a lot that we can learn from other industries, so. Yeah, no, agreed. 
agreed and and change is just happening at an exponential rate isn't it <laughs> um so why not adopt some of these uh not only technologies but also the business decisions that go with it to make life simpler and less complex <laughs> um adrian tell me uh, what's what what does a day in the life of adrian look like these days morning <laughs> to evening <laughs> laughing with um i have someone here helping me with some stuff today so I, you know primarily um work from home uh, unless i'm speaking or in, engaged with clients or conferences or those kinds of things but um you know no day is the same and, and for me i like variety so that was something that's always i've always enjoyed in my leadership roles having variety of locations or people i'm working with um but you know this morning i had a client intake call i met with my business coach because i think we all should have a coach in our lives um to help push us and um challenge us and hold us accountable um and then i had you know another um i was running around doing something trying to <laughs> clean up something in between calls and then um yeah so it's just kind of all over the place but um i enjoy that and i am enjoying really getting to know lots of different practices and um, one of the things i've learned is that we all have the same problems you know we all it's all about people and process and getting mm -hmm. the people on the same page and then optimizing the processes and systems to support them in doing what they're doing but um, i do just really enjoy the being able to connect and meet with other other leaders in the organization um, so when i'm not doing client calls or just networking connection calls i'm um i'm also working on a book um, that will come out in the spring that's called stop leading alone and start building engaged teams that lead with you um, so i'm working on that and then the um, the software company we're getting ready to go out to investors pretty soon for for that for um and it looks at really monitoring um, staff workload in a different way so you can both address performance but project needs based on um, the actual specific patients you're going to be seeing and what work it's going to take for that role so yeah. that you can get um, better utilization which just helps with the accountability and engagement culture so um, and then I have you know two kids a 10 and a seven-year-old so um, when I have them it's you know kind of have to be much more flexible as you said flexibility is <laughs> yeah and family is important as well yeah so it's kind of juggling all of this isn't it yeah, it is but you know it wouldn't change anything right now it's it's all going well so okay excellent well we're coming to a close very shortly any any closing messages or a challenge to other audience groups you want to share here yeah i think um you know maybe for those of you who aren't in healthcare don't you know all of these things i think hopefully resonate with any business leader small or large you know we've all got these same same issues of getting our teams engaged but um i think just continue to take even if it's you know 30 minutes a month or 30 minutes a week if you can to really just reflect on where you are and where you want to go and um you know if you're making meaningful meaningful progress and um one of the things i like to think through too is like what do you what not to do um, you know, are there things that you can stop doing or get help doing, delegate or automate, um, just to really make space for those things that you really want to do and you're really adding value um, in doing, and that goes personally or professionally. So, um, you know, how can you just make it easier to um, in, be at a place where you're really enjoying the majority of what you're working on? So, yeah, yeah. Wise words from Adrian. Thank you very much for being with us, Adrian, today and uh, sharing your journey and all these great tips and your wisdom. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay, folks, thank you very much for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode on the topic of building a chief sustainability function, regardless of sector. 
stay tuned for our next episode on this and continue to stay on to hear about an exclusive offer for you. Hey, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You're now seeing this part of the video also because you consume some of my content, insights and teachings. Maybe you've been to my LinkedIn page or website or seen other social media ads or listened to my podcast. I'm Stephen Paul, a business and transformational executive coach, strategic advisor, leader and board member. I've been in diverse roles, corporate executive, entrepreneur, and worked with businesses and firms of all sizes, built and launched businesses, created high impact boards and so forth in four continents. I get it. I've been there, done that. But what is different is I bring a unique perspective and a playbook. I've helped 100 plus business leaders just like you to scale and align their leadership top teams, the board and overall business for growth. Leaders like Ivana from medium-sized company in the EU who grew 150% and expanded globally in under five months. After she started to work with me over facilitated sessions in an initial three days, I helped fine-tune their strategy and align their leadership team and board to be a cohesive driving force to achieve their dreams and outcomes. I want to teach you the same thing and more on how to scale and align your leadership team and board so you can increase your business growth and value. Get clarity on what is the next right strategy for you. There are multiple ways we can work with you. Number one, click the link for a free non-obligatory 60-minute initial strategic session. Let's get a feel for your dreams, your vision, your challenges, and let me convert that into a route map for you where we can co-develop and co-pilot. Number two, enroll in an innovative and intuitive digital online course that I have curated, created to help you transform. It's called Unshakable Resilience. It is the ultimate program for individuals and business leaders like you who want to be equipped at a personal and professional level to respond to any form of challenges or in crisis situations and take on opportunities with grit, resilience and build a mindset of success. In essence, you want to be unshakable, thrive in crisis, take on opportunities in the face of adversity and build a success mindset. So, click the link below to learn more on how I can personally help you individually and your firm to scale and align your leadership team and business and pivot in a transformational way. And for you to experience this, whatever the challenge you're facing, get in touch with me. Let's discuss and I will share my insight rapidly to enable your transformation. Click the links below.